This is a honky tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. I hope you're wearing spandex and you're getting ready to talk to a girl who's 16. <laughs> we're talking about the Rock and Roll Express. Casual, casual, casually having sex with a 14-year-old. It's Whoa. the Rock and Roll Express. Hey, I thought she was 15. That's still gross. No, I know it was, but who cares? Rock and roll. Here's the thing with the 80s. is It's the only look that... It should have been funny at the time, but anyone who stuck with it just looks like an ass now. It's fucking weird to think these guys were attractive. They were... One of them has that fucking dead eye and the weirdest flat face. Beyond that, they legit both look like guys who are still trying to sell Pokemon cards at a rural Canadian flea market That's right exactly now. That's exactly what they are. They both look like dudes who are... No, they don't get lids on their coffee. They take they the lids not. off their coffees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. I'm not drinking it through a little fucking sip. Yeah. I just I take big gulps, you <laughs> stupid pussy. They're big gulpers. Oh, yeah. We're talking about Robert Gibson. They stand to shit because that's Ricky, feminine to sit at all. And Ricky Morton. I still get confused on who is who. I do, too. I do, too. Um, but let's clear that up right now, I guess. Uh, Ricky's the blonde one. Yeah, and Robert is the Mr. No Eyes. Is the is the one that you'll never know if he's looking at you in the face. They do. It's so weird that it took them so long to become heels, like how entrenched they were in and being baby faces. Well, that's very interesting of the amount of people that the amount of times that they then they then tried that angle and where it was successful and where it wasn't successful. So the Rock and Roll Express, put together by Bill Watts, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, both sons of professional wrestlers, yes. very acclaimed territorial wrestlers in their area, but outside of their area, shit. Basically, these guys were raised by dads who cheated on their moms. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Dad, why are you sweaty after going to buy cigarettes and coming back smelling of bleach after 40 minutes? Shut up. I bleached my dick so your mom wouldn't know it was in a different woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like how Motley Crue used to stick their dicks in burritos. That's one of that is the greatest book ever. I feel like <laughs> if you want to truly enjoy this episode, you need to smoke 11 cigarettes in a broom closet. Yeah. Just open the dirt to a page and replace guitar solo with double drop kick <laughs> and any other band with Jim Cornette eating Wendy's. But that's the crazy thing about how big the Rock and Roll Express were and this really hit home is like it's city by city for the NWA like that's what it sounds weird that it only hit home now but it's like Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan the phenomenon of Hulk Hogan in the 80s is really isn't comparable to anything before it and can't be after it because Hulk Hogan was as popular as the Rock and Roll Express was in just Tennessee all over America. But it's also Hulk Hogan, he didn't ape, he actually didn't do something that the Rock, the Rock and Roll Express but look at when they become the Rock and Roll Express under Bill Watts, how different they look right away. Where they're coming to the ring in cutoff t-shirts Yes. They're bouncy young guys Dressed like how the kids in that are seeing their older brothers who don't go the mat to the matches dressed like, and doing all these double team moves that's crazy. They 
do that NWA thing in the reverse, which was they behave, they're booked in the way that NWA booked their heel champions, but they were booked as baby faces, where they got the fuck kicked out of them, and then at the last minute they squeaked out a victory, which was always a big problem with territorial wrestling, because you always had to sell the next week. There yes. could never be a defined wrestler. It was the, the never-ending saga yeah. that would continue until you left the territory. Yeah. That was the big problem. And the Rock and Roll Express, the early matches, holy fuck does that team get over so quickly in every territory they go to doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Well, they're very Which unique is, and like they have an understanding of, they have an understanding, it sounds weird to say, but Bill Watts had the best understanding of what glam metal was. At that time, which really is a weird thing. I would love to have seen Bill Watts go into a glass. Like, just, why are these women with deep voices singing? <laughs> We're not in church. I guarantee Bill Watts was like, all right, you boys are going to dress like girls, but here's the trick. You're men. That's your characters. <laughs> but you never call yourselves sissy pussies. I'll do that under my damn breath. Do you... Bill Watts has an autobiography that I really want to read called The Cowboy and the Cross. Great. That apparently is like, I have a relationship with Jesus because it keeps me away from all the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get it. And it's just a weird thing. Like, Also, Bill Watts, a guy who very very rare, which was he he looked worse 20 years ago than he does now. Like He looks like a an old, nice man. But when he's in WCW brought in after Jim Hurd, he looks like he's a fat man about to die. That's it's so weird how old you get quickly in creative pursuits, even pro wrestling. Because like Bill Watts gives these guys the gimmick that is, that they've been living off of for the last ever, ever since. years, and then ten years later he comes in and it's this arc. No, it's forty years. It was early eighties. Yeah, eighty one, eighty two, thirty five so, years, thirty five, forty years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy, coming up on forty years. Because I think they've been both wrestling for forty years. They were because they were a different. Robert Gibson was a different tag. They team. They were both in different tag teams beforehand. Beforehand, Bill Watts put them together because basically what it is is Ricky Morton was one of the best sellers you've ever seen. Yes. And Robert Gibson is one of the best, and it's now become Duragur in every fucking tag team match. But mm -hmm. this is literally the people that invented the notion of the hot tag, beat the shit out of the heels. Jump out of the ring. So let's talk about this, though, because we're explaining it actually kind of forwards, because Bill Watts is the person that made them big. Yeah. But before that, they were formed by Jerry Lawler as an alternative to the Fabulous Ones. Oh, I thought Bill Watts put them together, Dylan. No, uh, Jerry Lawler put them together in Memphis. This, this also and like a lot of things. This explains their love of young pussy. Because <laughs> it does. It, it really Jerry does. Jerry Lawler was just like. Jerry Lawler was like, all right, you're really good at selling, so you work for the hot tag to Robert, and if you see a girl that's 14, lay the fuck off because that's mine, but it's 15, Go right that ahead. banana's bruised. <laughs> I got no use for that, Grandma. Some someone's already taken the stone out of that peach and nibble <laughs> away. <laughs> Unless it's one of them ones that looks like she's younger, in which case, you touch it, you're out of this fucking territory. Ladies and gentlemen, within the sounds of my voice, new goal for the wrestler review in 2018. Yeah, get Jerry Lawler to listen to one episode, record reaction. Here's what I predict his reaction is: a subtle nod and going, "How do they know me so well?" <laughs> Without, but then publicly trying to kill us oh i think i could take jerry lawler in a fight 
Yeah, you heart punch. It, that's Could correct. Be the only time a wrestling move has worked so easily in a fight. Ideal heart stand, punch. Stand the man and piss on him. <laughs> and then he'd be like, "You're not me, and I'm not 17." Some of the guys they uh, some of the guys they feuded with because. Basically, the way I hope that they feuded with the classic territorial wrestlers from the early eighties, like a man named Buzz Creek, James, very, very much, James Lawley, very close, Bill Sawyer, very close. I mean, James Lawley was almost closer than Bill Sawyer. (laughs) So they kind of changed it because the fabulous ones were on top, and the Rock and Roll Express were basically one. There were one A. Why the fabulous ones never got the giant push in the NWA? Why? Made too much money in Japan, refused to sign off into a territory. Yep. Yeah. I was going to. That no makes joke sense. There. That's just something I know. Makes sense. And it's a weird thing where it's like you Forgot become. where a- my mom's house was yesterday. Walked down the wrong street and got very nervous. I know why the fabulous ones don't have a better career within North America. <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, the Rock and Roll Express feud with the Galaxians. Uh, the Bruise Brothers. Oh, can I, by the way, just go through the pitch of the Gala- Galaxians? Let's do it. Uh, wrestling Booker walks by a poster for Star Wars. You're the Star Wars. That's a stupid name. Where do stars take place? What's bigger than stars? Galaxies. Okay, who? The Galaxians. There we go. The Galaxians, of course, Ken Wayne and Danny Davis. <laughs> Is this Danny Davis who went on to be a referee in the yeah. WWE and Dangerous Danny Davis? Yeah, Dangerous Danny Davis, baby. And uh, so... The Bruise no Brothers. No one discusses how wide Danny Davis's ass was for such a small man. <laughs> it's one of the more noticeable qualities. He, he was Nicki Minaj he, before Nicki Minaj. He was original Minaj. That's why he wore the, the, those vertical stripes. Like, I don't want anyone seeing how dirty your big fat ass is, Danny. Let me put it this way. Dylan Gott has a photo of Danny Davis's ass on his phone. <laughs> yes, he does. I don't like that you never acknowledge the fact I sent you that photo of Christopher Maloney holding up a phone. It just says 12 gigs of butts. And I was like, <laughs> that's you, man. So, For those of you who don't know about the Explore Mode on Instagram. It's where you can get dirty, but nobody knows. Yeah, it's where Dylan Gott, because Dylan Gott follows a lot of plump black women. Where he no, I don't even. I you just call you just follow one you just follow one account of basketball, like any trick dunks, and then that account will inevitably follow just curvy black ladies. That's well, you, you, all you do. You thought this through. No, I mean that's because that's how the algorithm works. Because the explorer option is accounts that people whose accounts you like. So they they sort it. Let's let's get an Instagram algorithms on the wrestler review. But it's basically the most followed accounts by people you follow. You know who would have had a really followed account in 1982? The Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. <laughs> would they have had a, in 1992? They would have. 1982. When they were in, in 1982. Oh, in 1982. Yeah. They would. Oh. We're going to talk about how crazy quick their crash is. But we'll get to that. So their galaxies, all that stuff. Jerry Lawler, go ahead, Dylan. Lay down the timeline. The Bruise Brothers. Pork chop, pork chop cash. Is Guaranteed pork chop cash was in the KKK. I've never heard of that before <laughs> in my life. 100, even if he's a black guy, in the Ku Klux Klan. And a crazy thing, if you really want to get into like how, just how close Memphis was to ECW, they literally do an angle with the Poffo brothers, Savage, and uh, they do an... Angle with uh, Randy Savage and Lanny Poffo, where Savage uh, pile drives him on a table, and it's like a fucking rigged up ECW table. The table fucking just explodes. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was what the, the the thing with it is, uh, who was the first person to pile drive someone through a table on pay per view? Me. After you, Terry Funk. Yes, that wasn't pay per view. 
that was um no that was pay-per-view oh it wasn't that wasn't pay-per-view that was was uh, that clash yeah that was clash that was the final uh, flare steamboat match that they put on free tv to counteract uh, wrestlemania Fair and then point. a crazy thing about that is this is pretty crazy is that so you raw dog Terry Funk's daughter <laughs> that I fucked Terry Funk's fucking wife a lot. She wasn't there. Well, he wasn't there. Ah well, uh, uh, Dylan, you got a wide penis. Oh, thank you for cuckolding me, <laughs> Dylan. Ah, you gotta be crazy like a fox. A fox <laughs> who likes his woman to be pleased. While you have a secret video <laughs> camera. If you talk too fast as Terry Funk, it becomes Roddy Piper. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I talk crazy like a fox. Yeah, it's just going like. It's it's Roddy Piper plus one. <laughs> um, so they go to Mid South and uh, Mid South. I think the worst name for a re- like. It's such a weird one. Yeah, where are you? The middle of the South. How did it become because, here, so famous with that name? When I mean, obviously hear, Ric Flair. Let me hear. No, that was Mid Atlantic. Oh, Mid Atlantic. I'm Mid- so sorry. I hate that I'm angry at you. <laughs> I hate that. You it, shouldn't be angry at me. I am. You should be very accepting of how we're, much I've fucked you over. We're we're called the Wrestler Review. You should fucking know. What? Uh, oh, is Biggie still uh in the Shield? That's you. That's not me. He's in the is, New uh, Day. Is uh is Kenny Omega still X Pac? That's he you. He is still X Pac. The Lex Pac. No one talks about the fact that Kenny Omega is just aping X Pac's gimmick. <laughs> no one talks about uh, the fact if you listen to Kenny Omega on you're like I don't know how this guy stays a heel and then you listen to him on a podcast you're like oh I get it yeah you're the guy who wrote poetry in the corner at high school and you don't know you're that guy 100% what he is is he's every dude we went to high school with because he is Canadian yeah who he had a girlfriend with glasses there you go who went on to work for the Canadian government but in high school she had dreads and beads on her door instead of a door. Nice. And they'd cut class but still hang out in front of the school. That's who fucking Kenny Omega is. <laughs> he smokes cigarettes, but Kenny Omega. if you don't get him a Belmont, he gets... Ugh, how can I smoke that? Yeah, he is a specific brand. Fucking uh, bitch. One word. Bitch. Two words. Clove cigarettes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. Um, so this is where they... St- in the Mid-South, they start feuding with the uh, Midnight Express. This is the Bobby Eaton, Dennis Condry version. And as... The Rock and Roll Express says, Oh, Express! Oh, you fucking idiot! Also, I listened to a podcast where someone, the host said, miss, said something like that, and then the other guy didn't jump on him immediately, and I was like, this is fucking stupid, yeah, isn't what it? What the fuck? <laughs> what the hell are you even listening Man, to? I just would if like- you're not going to be accountable for every small thing that derails the episode completely, why the hell are you have a podcast? Why do you have a radio show? Yeah, I really want us to do a mashup with another sports-based podcast. Let's do it. Just because it would just turn us into turn it into us bullying our friends. Oh my god, it would be great because it would be uh, it would be wrestling guys bullying sports guys. Yeah, which very rarely happens and needs to happen more often. <laughs> that's my that's my 2018 goal, though, John. I'm going to work out so I can bully people more effectively. Oh, oh, sorry, the NBA doesn't have the young bucks. We win. <laughs> When's LeBron ever been part of a super kick party? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You really turned around on the Young Bucks. I really have turned around on the Young Bucks. Which is crazy because the Young Bucks essentially are just DX and the Rock and Roll Express. Right One, down to the fucking pants. 100% DX Rock and Roll Express. Exactly, because they're the D- you could say they're the DX Hardys or the early era Hardys, but all the era, 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 all the era early, all the early You'll era, get there. You'll all get the there. early era Hardys oh, were. Oh, good for you. Was the Rock and Roll Express. A child Express. could have done that easier. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. You're a child. I'm a baby. I'm a baby. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry, I got a phone call because I just said I'm a baby. Is that Robert Gibson? <laughs> <laughs> Robert Gibson wants to fuck me. Oh, I'm a man, Robert. He said, I'll hold. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, he just went, but you are a baby. <laughs> Here's Robert Gibson. Uh, you want to buy some of, uh, uh, apparently they're so, they were so crazy into gimmicks, like so crazy into selling shit after shows. Jim Cornette didn't pay them in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Yeah, because one time they cut up a t-shirt and just sold them as Rock and Roll Express headbands. Yeah. Yeah. And. Insane. But we'll get to that in a second. So they have this build, Mid-South, they go to Bill Watts, become huge with Bill Watts. Yeah. Move to Mid-Atlantic. Uh, as that becomes uh, Jim Crockett Promotions. Yeah. And basically become the long chase of them chasing whoever he- the heel is um, with the tag belts or the Midnight Express. Exactly. Now, the biggest thing that is, it is now talked about with the Rock and Roll Express is the Rock and Roll Express are made by the Midnight Express because it's basically the young cool dudes versus their dads yeah. managed by chirpy dude from the country club yeah As, and this is before stan lane comes in because it's way better when it's dennis condry and bobby eden because it literally looks like two dudes have been fishing and don't like any of your bob fucking seager <laughs> that is true though like it, it's and the, the fucking matches are literally dennis condry looking somehow both tired and angry <laughs> beating up ricky morton then robert gibson runs in Two punches. Jim Cornette visibly looks like he's about to shit his pants. Mm-hmm. Double drop kick, pin for the Rock and Roll Express, or smodge with the racket. The amount of riots that uh, this was in the Bill Watts territory that were caused by the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, they said that everyone had to stay for the last match. There, were, uh, I think it's Robert... Yeah, Ricky. Also, if you listen to any interviews, uh, Ricky Morton talks. Robert Gibson just sits, sits there, and then you're like, "Why is, why isn't Robert saying anything anymore?" And you're like, "Oh, because he has the same voice as Jake the Snake when he was on the most crack." Yeah, I do. It's like a guy who smoked his voice gone. Like I don't know if you ever heard that before, but it's like people who've literally smoked four packs a day so long that their voice just went bye bye. I'm assuming their teeth have as well. But anyway. Um, yeah, people would stay for the last match to make sure that um, that the w- if there was a riot, like they would basically clear a path. And do you know what? Why Bill Watts pushed the Rock and Roll Express so hard? He wanted to fuck them. I don't know. <laughs> Almost. Oh no! No, I no, no! no. I he didn't like- want to fuck them. But basically, they're big baby faces at that time because Bill Watts is a big leg. Big into like you actually have to be threatening and you have to have some yeah. legitimacy. So their big baby faces were One Man Gang and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and then I forget who it was, but they came into Bill Watts and were basically like, and here's the exact quote: "Where are the blowjobs?" Which means why would women come to this? Yeah. So let's get a guy with a lazy eye and another guy with like Zoe Deschanel's bangs, <laughs> but in 1984, <laughs> and then. Somehow they wanted to have sex with these weird taxidermy salesmen. Well, that said, uh, according to Jim I Cor- ran it over, and I got at it, and now it's my chair. <laughs> I got a chair of just raccoon eyes. You want to see that? You're so cute, Well, here's the thing Ricky. that also is needs to be pointed out is that Robert Gibson evidently had the fattest cock in the NWA. <laughs> what? 
but you can't. Evidently, they had a there. I don't know if there was a size off, but there are shoot interviews where they were like, Ric Flair's was big, some little person wrestler was huge, and then they're like, and then there was Robert Gibson, just silently having a biggest dick. In That's the world. why his eye was so affected. <laughs> Dragged down t- by the gravity of his fat meat hook, baby. Jesus fucking Christ. They go into the NWA. Now they're big in the NWA. They are a huge part of every major Starcade. The Starcade, it's 1984. Five. They're, they're Starcade 85 when they're in the cage with Tully and Arn. Just one second. Yeah, 85. 85, the cage with. Uh, you have Tully to watch. Arn. Everyone listening is watch that match because it's fucking insane in that. The crowd, it you audibly can hear rock and roll, rock and roll in a in the fucking Omni. It's fucking ten thousand people. Yeah, every single one of them is screaming. And in here's the thing that from the beginning to the end of the match. And the, here's the thing that no one really realizes. Like I went to a UFC, and uh, this is pre. It sounds really weird to say, but this is pre Dick Ebersol in WWF, which means. They did Saturday Night's main event. Every wrestling event was basically taped like it was from the 50s where you don't really mic the crowd. No. You're basically working off the mics from the announce booth, right? Yeah. So you can't hear much of what the wrestling – you don't mic the uh, you don't mic the ring like they used to do in WCW. So if you're hearing that rock and roll chant, if they actually had mic'd the crowd, it would have been insane. It's so fucking it's loud. It's like at UFCs, you can vaguely hear noise. And you can hear like Joe Rogan and whoever else talking, commenting. If you're actually in that in- arena, it's it's fucking insane. But they just don't have the 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 uh, need to mic the crowd. Yeah, they just don't mic the crowd for whatever reason. But like, yeah. So if yeah, like let me say like, it's hard to get the feeling of how over they were from watching those tapes, which sucks. It's also one of those because like you can watch Stone Cold, you can watch Hogan, and you know exactly how over they were. Yeah. It just goes fucking It's nuts. manipulated, and it's also yeah, because exactly the crowd is, is lit. The crowd is lit. You can also see everyone go, ah! Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The crowd is not lit on these. It's just literally a spotlight on two The energy on four of weirdos. the event changes. Now, throughout the 80s, they're fucking huge. They're on top. Who comes a-knocking when he's going through the U.S.? Jerry Lawler. Vince McMahon yeah. asks them, will you come to the Fed? They say no because they're on top. Now, this is the issue with the Rock and Roll Express is they're never willing to update or change their style until it was too late and it had to be done in a certain way. Well, they couldn't really change their style. They couldn't really do it because they partied so hard that they went from skinny guys to fat guys. Like weird so fat guys. So fucking quickly. But what's weird is they got pudgy, but they stayed pudgy for 20 years. Like they never got like, oh no. They just got like. Well, because they were fucking, they were Rock and Roll Express and they had to. That's the weird thing about wrestlers when wrestlers get fat. It's like they're getting fat in spite of the fact that they wrestle. But that's the thing. Is like they, they've maintained a, a good weight. Yeah. But they just had that like they just looked old and they kept exactly like he, they kept the same haircut. Well, let's run through. They base they they debuted in Jim Crockett Promotions against Koloff and uh, Crusher Khrushchev, um, and they beat them to become champions in the first place. Now they said that uh, Ivan Koloff was like um, so stiff, and uh, they. The, the weird thing is the Rock and Roll Express where people didn't want to work with them because if you watch Ricky Morton ever punch a guy, he's just punching a man in the face. Because he had to because you're working in the 80s where it's it's dying off very fast, but still, like, you got to fucking 
you're gonna fucking hit people in the face if you're like these guys are working they're cruiserweights they're like 210 pounds yeah. legitimately and now and you're in the era of the bodybuilders and even in the nwa you have fucking bodybuilders like like barry darso looks like a bag of shit but that guy fucking worked out with the road warriors yeah ivan koloff looks like a bag of shit he's a 1960s wrestler like are he you will scoop your eye out like it's goddamn ice cream there was a possibility that crusher khrushchev yelled across the ring Shut up your face. Shut up your face. Shut up, you skinny little bitch. I gotta tell Aren't you, you from Russia? Yeah. Yeah, and they're not fat there, but you better. Also, shut it's from up. Minnesota so like, Shut up, you're fat. Shut up, you're fat. <laughs> I gotta say this. Hey there, you're Cere- fat. Serial killer Mean Gene Okerlund really eclipsed Barry Darso as the totally the longest reigning character is still Stan Hansen. Is he the longest reigning character? Well, because he's just swearing and yelling <laughs> Larry. <the> fucking best. <laughs> it's just super easy. Lariat. <laughs> did they ever? Did they ever fight Stan Hansen? God damn! I wish they had. They would never have fought Stan Hansen. I guarantee. Stan Hansen would have been like, "One of you little fucking pussies better not hit me, or I'll cut your dick off." And I eat didn't it. realize I shit in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna knock the shit out of you and me. Apparently, <coughs> apparently, also like the people that were most fun to work with. So they work with the Midnight. They me, work with the Midnight they worked Express. with me, and they had a good they time. They worked with uh, Rick Rude and Manny Fernandez. Um, they obviously feuded with the Horsemen for a minute. They said that they caused so many rides with the Midnight Express, carrying on into um, Jim Crockett Promotions. That noticeably, Jim Cornette got better at fighting because he just he he got he ran away so much that he almost like got stabbed a ton so well, he just also, had to start started, fighting what happened is uh, during m- their last match in mid south one of the last matches in mid south yeah someone threw a horseshoe at him <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic a fucking horseshoe and he put the horseshoe in the case so if you notice suddenly the the racket goes from being just a tennis racket to having a plastic sleeve over top of it okay Taped in there was a chain and a horseshoe. Oh wow! And what they'd have to do is they there was a trick where he'd switch rackets. No, that's what it was. If it was a match where you were gonna get shot with the racket, he wouldn't load it. But if it wasn't, he would. So if they're using the racket in the ring, wouldn't have the horseshoe or the chain in it. If that's not supposed to happen in the match, it would, which okay. is stupid. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why is they used to load it either way, and they would switch it out. Except one time, Dennis Crowergy grabbed it before he was supposed to, and hit fucking Ricky Morton in the face with Jesus it. Jesus fucking Christ! Yipes, man. That's the weird thing where it wa- makes you. I mean, it's obviously riots are bad, <laughs> but it really made me wish that at one night stand, the second one night stand, Cena would have just beaten Rob Van Dam just to see. Because that is the last time I've ever watched a professional wrestling program and thought, no, maybe Money in the Bank about five years after that, the the punk one. The punk one. But it's like, if this guy loses, we're in trouble. This the, entire arena is going up in flames. The punk one was the last one where I sat down to watch it and punk walking out and I got goosebumps. And, yeah, yeah. And all I could think was, if they don't have him winning, they're going to need to change that. Yeah, they'll change it in the ring. Because... They've taken so many risks, and this is why. I mean, and it's not that it's not an episode on the man, but this is why John Cena I think is better than Triple H because Triple H going into that one night stand new, and going into the money in the bank new. 
we got to put this guy against John Cena because I'm not taking that risk with my own health. No. And John Cena... Can you imagine if he was against Triple H in 2011 or against Triple H? If Triple H walked into that ECW, like the Hammerstein Ballroom, either time they did a one-night stand, he would just be dead. They would have lit the building on fire. They would have been complete silence and then... And then Straw Hat Guy would have calmly <laughs> suffocated him. <laughs> if you don't know who Straw Hat Guy is, watch any ECW. No, no, whoa, 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 whoa. no, no, no. You don't. No, they know. Exa- everyone's just going. <laughs> Why is Dylan wasting valuable breath? <laughs> this is time. I guarantee you, Straw Hat Guy is being played this by his even creepier friend. <laughs> Gary, they're mentioning you on my fake radio phone. So. But the Rock and Roll Express have that type of crazy heat on them, and the thing that- All the time, and keep in mind, they have to keep a fucking cop in front of their house. Yeah. Because women kept just showing up and hiding on their property. Yeah. Like, it's fucking crazy. Like, how big was that? And I understand why when Vince Man came knocking, they simply said, sorry, we're over here, we're not coming. Because they also were raised with this crazy old school territorial mentality. They were the you, last of the Mohicans, as yeah, far as like absolutely, like even more than Ric Flair. You don't fucking leave. You trust the promoter up to a certain point. He'll always pay you. Not understanding that they were trusting a weird man who looks like he dresses like a carpet, and the American that they wrote that just bought a Lamborghini so I have a place for my cold floor. But that's the problem with the fact that Southern wrestling kind of died out. Absolutely. Sadly enough, because and, but what's crazy no is Southern promoter had the fucking business sense to just be a complete piece of shit like Vince McMahon did. Absolutely. That said, if you want to get a tag team over now, if you did a slight variation on how they got the Rock and Roll Express over... You just put Jim Cornette's face in a cake. Yeah, you just get Jim Cornette to... That's how the original feud of the Midnight Express and Rock and Roll Express started. They, was they put, put Jim Cornette's his face, face in a cake. cake. Yeah. Isn't that cute? It's fucking great. And then Jim Cornette showed up the next week in a Panama hat and screamed. <laughs> That's how Jim Cornette does things. Jim Cornette is... You think Jim Cornette's good now? Jim Cornette, in those promos with Tony Schiavone, you're literally being like, this 26-year-old is about to die. Well, that's the... That's the thing with managers when back he gets then. Bloody this isn't a Jim Cornette episode, no, but that's not, the thing with managers back then was like you just had great talker after great talker. After but, great. but Jim Cornette's so important to the Rock and Roll Express story because he is the perfect foil of he's a dweeb yuppie up against the guys who work at the carnival who are here to fuck your sister. That is, I mean, I say it about everything, but it does suck that the Rock and Roll Express were never fully in 98 ECW because this feud would have been the Rock and Roll Express double team Jim Cornette's mom. Oh my god! Well, then Jim Cornette's mom would have come out, and she would have been fucking sec- like naked, <laughs> covered and cum. Yeah, Jim Cornette's first of all, come covered woman. <laughs> it would have been Jan- Jenna Jameson for some reason. Yeah, it would have been Jenna Jameson for sure. It would have been Jim Cornette's sister, then sucked them off, and it'd be on top of the ECW arena. Robert Gibson is coming on Kimono <laughs> One and Leia's ass. We don't do wrestling anymore. But Chili Willy versus Little Queen. <laughs> I still haven't seen a Chili Willy match. The fact that Chili Willy went 20 minutes in the year 2000 says all you need. <laughs> Where I was like, ECW never got bad. And then I watched tw- Chili Willy 20 minutes and I was like, yeah, I probably got bad. <laughs> but here's the main thing that made the Rock and Roll Express um, kind of start doing a downturn and then we'll uh, go on break. And then we'll talk about the various heel turns. The embarrassing appearance at Unforgiven 98, 
the righteous appear us at Survivor Series 93. And let's not forget that sweet, sweet shoot interview against Kevin Nash. <laughs> well, there's a lot of them. He should never have been broken in. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh. Let's, we, I'm very excited about that. Oh. Because uh, here's the thing. I'm still working. Try and find try and find an artist or an athlete that's like this. They're literally same thing. Ooh, they're literally basically still making the reputation off of five good years. Five good years that were really amazing years. Amazing years, but were wholly dependent on two other teams making them look fucking amazing. That comprised of the best talker in tag team wrestling, Jim Cornette. And the best unsung worker in the history of wrestling, Double A, put that wine in a coffee cup. Don't touch my right side, <laughs> Arn Anderson. But that's but the thing that Ricky Morton also is the greatest, pretty Fuck much universally said, the greatest seller of all time. And now we need and to talk a, about one and a type other of peril that you can't really replicate because these everyone's kind of the same size, and everyone in WWF has always kind of been the same size, and they've never really gone all the way with a small guy in the way that they did with the Rock and Roll Express. No. It's also one of those things where they also never had the opportunity where they go, well, during the Great American Bash, they did this thing that's actually kind of cool is a member of our biggest tag team, he's going to be against Ric Flair. Yeah. And that's what they did with Ricky Morton. And Ricky Morton nearly fucking beat Ric Flair a bunch of times. But because he's a tag team wrestler, it's that cool thing of he can never seal the deal. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes at this point is trying to break up the Rock and Roll Express. Yes, he is. Because they're getting they're too big they're bigger than he is. Yeah. Against his feud with Flair. Explain explain this because basically they would run an A town and a B town, and the A town with Dusty would seventy five percent full. It's a house show. No worries. That's good. Right? Yeah. You're still making money. B show sold sold the sold fuck the fuck out. out, and people would be on the B show loop. The reason why he started getting fucking jealous and pissed off. This is a type. This is a side of Dusty that no one really talks about. He got jealous and pissed off because people. He would be like, "Okay, cool. You're doing really well. You're doing really well. We really like your style. You'll be on my show. You'll be on be on the A loop, and they would be like, "I'd rather be on the B loop because we're making way more fucking money, and the Rock and Roll Express is selling fucking merch like fucking crazy." Well, and by merch, remember, it's photographs of themselves. It's not T-shirts or anything like no, that. No, no, photographs and headbands. So they, like I said, they, they would just, just cut, cut up t-shirts, t-shirts and be like, it's Rock and Roll Express headband. And some girl who wanted to have sex with them for some reason would pay $30 what to just- What do men in the South look like if I Robert- don't like, I don't know. I assume they're just flesh puddles. It's a different, it's also a different pool of people you're dealing with. Yeah. A cesspool. Like, you ever meet someone who's super white trash, but they're just super charming? I assume that's what it's like meeting at least Ricky Morton. Yeah, not Robert. Robert Gibson just... Robert Gibson just standing there and being like, who's that guy peeing on my coat? (laughs) That's my buddy Robert. He thinks it's his now. (laughs) That's Bobby. 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 I can't remember what they're... One of them's Hoot. Robert is Hoot, (laughs) and Ricky is Punky. Oh, that's right. He's Punky and Hoot. Hoot and Punky. I mean... The fact that they didn't just change their names to Hoot and Punky for a bit in the late '90s and just the have fact that they weren't the greatest in, run in tag team wrestling—they weren't brought into the Attitude Era as Punky and Hoot—and the thing they is, weren't is, brought in as the Godwins. They're brought in. They're brought in as the Rock and Roll Express. 
to the yeah, attitude. but that, that, it sucks that they weren't brought in. And oh, as the Godwins, of the Godwins, they just oh bring in those ro- guys and like and call them the Rock and Roll Express. And inexplicably, they just keep trying to fuck Stephanie McMahon. Well, just fun, dirty rednecks. Call me Randy, Stephanie. Call me Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a wish come true. You can suck on hoots, poot. <laughs> <laughs> it's punky because it makes you go spunky. <laughs> He's got the length, but I got the cum. <laughs> Look how much cum I make. I drink, I eat celery all day. Now, I can't believe we almost took a break without discussing the fact that Ric Flair, to get over the feud with Ricky Morton, there you go, just showed a, tra- a training bra on television and said, I fuck real women. And Ricky Morton immediately ran out and beat him up. Of course. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you insult these poor women with their little boobies? No, I, I mean, what he said. Wouldn't what would you do if someone got on TV and called you a pedophile? I'd walk out and I'd go. You'll be hearing from my attorney. <laughs> I mean that's, I mean that's wrestling the last twenty years. I know that is sad. That we is. should make. I mean, I'm sure someone out there, guys, in the wrestler review universe. No, if you are, if you are super dorks, please can someone make a i would love to hear a blow i'm sure this exists on the internet but a blow by blow of how many lawsuits there have been in pro wrestling like fake like, lawsuits or fake real? lawsuits how many times a, a lawyer's been a, involved? a lawyer injunction here's the thing that's it's over a hundred it's over a hundred and i will say 40 percent in ecw Whoa. ecw loved to like i've gone to a lawyer I've got a restraining order against you. Oh, my God. Sabu and Taz have a double restraining order against each other. They're throwing <laughs> their jizz at each other. On the- <laughs> Is that illegal? Oh, my God. <laughs> We're in a very public place, and it's very strange to record this podcast. We are recording in the middle of Times Square in New York City. We're recording in the green room of a comedy club we both have to work at. And yep. it's just very weird doing this because it's the first time i've ever recorded an episode and consciously i'm just going well don't say come too loudly i've never that's never crossed my fucking mind in my life yeah. all right i got we're gonna go to break uh and then we'll be back with the fall of the rock and roll express or i mean it, are they still following have they ever fallen? i here's the thing fallen is, jesus i don't i don't think they've fallen but wrestling has up. R- wrestling is wrong wrestling fell up i here's what i like about the rock and roll express is i you could tell them that what they're doing is sad, but they'd be like, I don't know what to tell you. I, 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 can I explain this to you, young boy? I made $1,500 yesterday, and I fucked a 30-year-old. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't understand. I had a three-way two weeks ago. I'm 58. I could still see the tilt-a-whirl. Get this, Jimmy Cornate ate, ate a banana. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Hey everybody, before you enjoy this delightful episode of The Wrestle Review, myself, John Hastings, and Dylan Gott, want to tell you to go to our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash The Wrestle Review. Uh, patreon.com backslash Wrestle Review. Patreon.com backslash Wrestle Review. Give money and receive offers such as bonus episodes, the chance to pick which wrestler we review. On next week's episode, maybe, and John might get a Barry Darso tattoo. And this. He farted. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Farting. Uh, Dylan and I, off mic, were discussing... Um, Bob Coddle's dick. <laughs> Do you think that Bob Coddle 
Hey, Ram. hey, we're here with a bunch of girls I'm about to pee on. <laughs> Do you think Bob, you're the thing, Bob Cottle worked for the municipal government the entire time he was a wrestling commentator? <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> that poor man. Hey, we're here. Hey, with Bob, why does your yellow beige uh, jacket covered in blood? Welcome, everyone. I said, <laughs> <laughs> Bob Cottle had cocktails with me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, everybody. It's always just like a lost way. Hey, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're wow. here with uh, Jim Cornette. Uh, Jim, can you stop offering me pills off camera? This is just stuff I think now. Uh, ba- ba- Kamala is uh, is a nice man, and uh, could everyone in the crowd stop yelling just the things you think at him? <laughs> he's, uh, he's a really swell guy. He drives truck. Hey, uh, yeah, you know, Bob Cottle sounds like every word that he keeps forgetting he knows the English language and it just reoccurs to yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like a guy, oh, I gotta do this now? Yeah, we're here with, uh, who the hell is this? Uh, oh, the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, can you guys do me a favor and uh, never talk to my wife again? She, uh, she hey, is uh, filing a restraining order based off of you saying hi. Yeah, You're, yeah. Uh, not good people. I uh, I don't really go down to the divorce court part of the municipal government, <laughs> but Ricky and Robert, it seems that you guys are in there all the time. Could you please stop promising to marry a woman if you don't knock their back doors out? <laughs> <laughs> but they do the Rock and Roll Express like around '87. It's kind of the same thing over and over again because they're like they're feuding with the sheep herders. Uh, they do feud with the horsemen, like you said. They do a. Uh, they're trying to make Ricky. It's very interesting where you a singles. And do you think the single thing worked out better than Dusty thought, and that's why he kind of kiboshed it? No, I know who got, Ricky Morton kiboshed it. Dusty wanted to do it because Dusty's because Dusty's also the booker, and it was like fuck it, then we'll make it a loop. Yeah. Um, and this was one of the big problems with the NWA is they couldn't find a fucking other opponent for Flair at a certain point. Yeah, because Magnum died. Magnum, Magnum's Magnum dead. Magnum career's dead. Right, yeah, and so it's just retired. Dusty. Ricky Morton wouldn't leave Robert Gibson. He was like, no, I have a partner. And this goes back to their, no, we're a tag team. We start as a tag team. We'll end as a tag team. And it's like, listen up, you blonde fuck. Yeah, don't you understand? You can do that again, and it'll be a huge pop. Just wait If you're years. the fucking NWA, they would have put the NWA championship on that fucking guy. By 1988, he would have had a run with that belt. Yeah. It would have been fucking crazy. Because then they have to go to, like, I mean, I'm losing space on the time frame here, but it's like, okay, Ricky didn't want to break up. Now we have to give to Ronnie Garvin. That's exactly what it was. In one of the greatest one-night pops. If you under, if you don't understand why... Because that's crazy. It's essentially everyone's dad just beat Ric Flair. But that's the thing. That's why, why like... People were pissed that they didn't give the title to Jericho in like 1999. I know this is a weird thing to talk about, but people were always like, oh, they should give Jericho the title then. It's like, yeah, but they already knew how Ronnie Garvin worked out, where it's like a new guy who's not really ingratiated. And by the way, they did. And this was also the beginning of them putting the title on someone in the meeting, like, uh, we put a title on him, and then he couldn't draw any pay per view revenue because we put him in a match with Lita's tampon. I don't, I don't think he's good at, he's not a good wrestler yeah it's like no you fucks it's like literally triple h became the champion and you ran every popular wrestler at him and he beat the piss out of like it's, yeah uh, we talk about we're talking a lot about jim Cornette, but he goes here's the thing that people in wrestling forget frankenstein beat the piss at about 40 villagers before they killed him yeah you got to do that you got to make people fucking revere the cha- stone cold steve austin 
didn't lose to fucking anybody. Yeah, that was the thing. When Kane won the title and then Austin won it back completely, if you watch that match again, it's a squash match. It's just Austin punches him around the ring and stunners him in the middle because of the, the ring. Because the way that he wins, it's the first blood match, and Mankind runs out after doing the Hell in the Cell. They didn't realize how fucked he would be, and he and The Undertaker both hit Steve Austin with chairs. Yeah. He stands up, his face is covered in blood, rings the bell. For more about how the first blood match is a great match. Ooh, go to Patreon.com. What a great plug. This is the beginning of the end of the Rock and Roll Express. They basically go down with the ship with Jim Crockett Promotions. They're promised more money. They are part of the buyout with WCW. Jim Hurd quickly pushes them out because they're so expensive. And Jim Hurd's mandate is to loosen... Tighten the budget. Tighten the budget. Sorry, I was going to say loosen the budget. Yeah. Anyways. Loosen my fucking... The budget's the 14-year-olds that fucking Jerry Lawler likes. Loosen them up. (laughs) That's terrifying. Do you want to... Do you want to take our shirts off? Do you know that, so a friend of, uh, I guess a friend of my wife's was like, she has a young child who really likes wrestling, really likes wrestling, and he's like, and I was like, uh, and she was like, oh, you have a wrestling podcast, don't you? And I was like, oh, yeah, don't listen to it, please. Yeah. And then she was like, uh, no, we're gonna. And I was like, I don't think you understand. Please don't. And then she went, don't worry, my son's seen Happy Gilmore. And I was like, nothing can prepare your son. Like a lifetime can't prepare your son for just the amount of pedophilia talk we have to and it's by the way i hope people because we're not gonna ignore robert ricky moore and robert gibson one of the best tag teams very influential people are still ripping them off to the state not ripping off being influenced by them now terrible people i don't think they're bad people i think they're victims of circumstance no bad people also victims of circumstance yeah circumstance didn't put you in a room with with a 16 year old and you were like well, if I use this Sharpie on your pussy, that'll look like pubic hair. Yolo. <laughs> 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 oh, no. That's gross, John. I know. See, you can't say that. Well, I did. There's eight-year-olds listening. One eight-year-old for exactly one second. Yeah. Well, I had to be like, listen. He'll be like, oh, they'll, they'll listen to some episodes and whatever. And I was like, listen. Don't listen to the Luna Vachon episode. Do not listen to the Luna Vachon <laughs> The last episode. five minutes is just gangrel porn. <laughs> I w- what? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? You just put a clip. Remember what we said about gangrel? No. Here's the thing. Well, with then I, the yeah, I guess you can go to sleep pretty easily at night. Because <laughs> I that's recorded and out there the for us. With this podcast is I record it and then I walk outside and birds land on me. <laughs> <laughs> Sunshine on my shoulders. So they go back to the AWA and they start feuding with me, the Midnight Rocker. That's right. Shuka dugga doon da doon da doon doon. Shuka dugga doon. You guys think you do pills? A training bra on a pole match. The Midnight Rockers are asleep because the Rock and Roll Express did coke. The Rock and Roll Express are cocaine. The Midnight Rockers are just experimenting with sonas. Uh, Rock and Roll Express have a don't step into my fucking zone, man. Do you understand that Ricky Morton, a man who attacked another man and then took a training bra back and was like, I'll return that to its owner. This is a crazy story about when they first feuded, actually. Bring it on. Is that um, they, Marty Jannetty opened his mouth and talked about his sexual exploits for four minutes and Ricky and Robert both became Christians. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, uh, we need to talk to God. So... Ricky Morton actually fucked Shawn Michaels because he thought he was a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> he fucked him. 
He was like, the whole time he thought it was a 14-year-old girl. Why do you like, you got a long clit. Anyway, <laughs> pew, whip. <laughs> pew, whip. You got them outside ovaries, do you? Pew, whip. In finishing. I don't like the noise you're making. Pew, whip. Yep, you that's the one. You don't think that he does that weird noise when he, when he busts? <laughs> All right, clean yourself up. <laughs> Can I use your shirt? That'll be $35, miss. <laughs> That's the fucking crazy thing is like, do you think that Ricky Morton, he starts fucking a girl and then he starts looking at her and going, help me. And then he tags Robert in and he just closes <laughs> And he just one stroke nuts. <laughs> He one strokes it. I watched a couple of those Midnight Rockers Rock and Roll Express matches. Great. Of course. But the thing is, Arn Anderson said this. Like, the Rock and Roll Express started that style, and the Rockers really were as good, if not better, pretty much immediately. If you listen to our episode on the Rockers, you really get a a hint. Also, if you're that eight-year-old boy, whatever you do, do not listen to the Marty Jannetty episode. (laughs) (laughs) Please... Please, yeah. I would like a career. <laughs> Do not listen to the Marty Jannetty. Like I'm doing my best to stop it. Yeah. The British Bulldogs went to the AWA. They had a bit of a feud with them. It's just really a, a victim of the fact that I would have the better versions of them showed up like the five AW, years. The into AWA career. was run by a dial tone wearing tweed. Yeah. And he continually hires just various drug addicts in yep. different tasseled trousers. Yep. Oh, these two men are drinking kamikazes in the morning. Well, that doesn't compare to the two guys who can't sit down because of the steroids. <laughs> well, that's Did you inject too many steroids into your butt, dynamite kid? No, me thighs are too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing, though. Like, What Vern Gagne thinks rock and roll is when the Rock and Roll Express become are formed in, in 1983 by Jerry Lawler, literally what he thinks the rock and roll is rock and roll buck zoom off, which is... Just a guy in a disco leisure suit carrying a boombox, but that like by Buck Zumoff's own words, Vern Gagne, you had to play rock and roll that Vern Gagne knew. So instead of like Van Halen, he was playing Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh man, that's embarrassing. It's the most weird mix mash of what an old guy now, thinks something is. Do they go is. back to the WCW and do the heel turn there, and then they go to Smoky Mountain and do it there? Yes. Well, what happens is yeah. uh, in 1990, uh, basically, the thing that could have happened. <laughs> this is really good. So, <laughs> Robert Morton. Um, Ricky, so Ricky, the basically the guy, the Michaels of the tag team. Yes. Um, Ricky tears his ACL. How did he do that? I'm going to say... His wife hit him with his car. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I love the episodes I do no research on because of... You fucking slut! <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? He's pu- he's just trying to stick his dick in a burrito to get that fucking <laughs> okay. new pussy to smell off of it, and he gets hit by a car. Here's what I guarantee. He's wearing three different items of clothing that feature the Confederate flag, but not one of them match. Great. That's great. You're great. Uh, You're a great guy. No, sorry. I fucked that up. Um, 
So R- Robert got injured. Sorry, it was Ro- Robert. Even was better, Robert got I gu- injured. I guarantee Robert was just trying to help his wife back up the car, and the eye got in the way. <laughs> yeah, there was no. But then that's the crazy thing is, honey, honey, towards the rose bushes, Robert. That's your leg. I said to <laughs> who here actually can drive fourteen year. <laughs> My, our Reverend R. Kelly told us this was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, Get it in there and then we can play Merry Pissmas. <laughs> <laughs> but that's On the third days. day of Pissmas, <laughs> my true love drank my pee. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the nuts thing is, two now it's been two years. Two dripping, one woman disappointed, <laughs> and a toilet that is clean. <laughs> on the fourth day of Pissmas, true, true love gave to me no towels because you're dirty. Three cheeks that are so flirty, two <laughs> drippy booties, and a toilet that is clean. On the fifth. No, stop it. <laughs> um, Day of piss, Miss my true love gave to me. Come. Five reasons why to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but two years later, it's been two years. Five days 1988, they leave Hottest Baby Faces two years later. Basically, if this, if old Robert had just been run over by his wife two years earlier, you may have a new NWA champion. Yeah. Because they have to change him heel, and then he changes his name to Rick Gibson. <laughs> yeah, that's the best ever. Richard Morton and Rick Gibson. It's like, yeah, and they just heels till 1992, and then they go to... Smoky Mountain. Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Where they're heels for a year, then they switch his Ricky heel. Yep. Uh, they have a bunch of matches, and they switch back. Yep. Jim Cornette literally spends most of the time jizzing than eating hamburgers. <laughs> um, by the way, they were not paid in Smoky Mountain. They just sold so much merchandise in the Deep Rural South. Here's something we haven't done in a while. Nice. And um, spend so much money, um, sell so much merchandise, they just don't collect a salary. Their deal is you can do what you like in there, then take some of those women and do what you like in there, and you can keep your merch money, and I'll keep your salary. And they were like, that is a fair deal. Well, that's the crazy thing is I didn't really know how successful Smoky Mountain was because they're talking about getting like 3,000 people in an arena in, arena in like rural Tennessee. And, that, and for them, that's their backyard. Like They'd be happy to be like... Ricky literally li- lives under a bunch of sticks made out of used condoms. By that, I mean... <laughs> condoms that have never been unwrapped so they uh wick away the water and robert is probably living in the car that has a leg dent in it (laughs) (laughs) exactly this then builds between a feud between him and the heavenly bodies by the way i can't remember if it's jimmy del rey or the other one who get who who just dies of being fat jimmy del rey it's jimmy del rey or gigolo yeah it's the gigolo jimmy del rey yeah, because it's Fo- not Tom Pritchard. Photos of that guy right before he died. You're like, good, great, good. What? Stop drinking just the sugar. Yeah, but I like it. Yeah. He's the kind of guy that you know to pee. He has to move stuff out of the way. <laughs> um, like but, he has to go like this. Ah, ah, ah. But this is a crazy thing because the Rock and Roll Express do 
a great job here because they're veterans. They come into Smoky Mountain. Yes, they're still a hot tag team, but they do two things. Basically, they, they mentor the thrill seekers, Lance Storm and Chris Jericho, who... As we know, Jim Cornette wanted them to get over like the Rock and Roll Express, but <laughs> what was it? Lance Storm was too classy and Chris Jericho was too picky. No, Lance Storm brought his wife and Chris Jericho wouldn't fuck just whoever. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, if they were also, the Rock and Roll, Chris Jericho baby. just broke Ooh. his... <laughs> <Ooh>. Anybody. <laughs> Are you a girl? I'm your mom. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> <Aunt> Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky, you're fucking your car. Rob, get in here. <laughs> I train myself to nut as I insert now. Yeah. yeah. You're full. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Let God. me burp you. Oh, no. Oh, no. He doesn't burp her. <laughs> he, burp, he burps her back. Does he put a little baby nut, like oh, a baby. Yeah, a little baby. A little baby bib on her pussy. No, no, he doesn't. Is it a Rock and Roll Express baby bib? Yeah, and he, then he asks for fifty bucks from her. <laughs> um, why do you have a prime time? Also, by the way, there was a bunch of ring rats that had prime time tattoos in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I loathe the state of Tennessee. I love that <laughs> prime time. That's having sex with someone and they get a tattoo of you, and you barely know them is pretty cool, though. Someone had sex with them. I think it was the Sinister Minister had sex with primetime, one of primetime Brian Lee's many ring rats. And his problem was is that guy bought the ring rat a drink and he's like, you don't Christmas the rats. <laughs> Christmas the rats? That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, man. I one piece of advice, though, I do want to share that uh, that Ricky Morton told New Jack, actually, when the gangsters first came in. To Fan-fucking-tastic. Because New Jack would br bring his Cadillac to the show and Ricky Morton just went you can't do that they're gonna fuck your car up what you need to do is buy a $500 car and park the Cadillac like two blocks away and then just like, you know what I mean yeah he was like don't bring your fucking Cadillac to the shows because he was like yeah and I and the, the, the tires were slashed every night Every night the tires were slashed. Yeah, by Ricky Morton, who was just like, <laughs> I don't... I'm covering my tracks. <laughs> 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 don't like black people. Um, yeah, Robert, they, Robert, do you like that black person? Which one? There's only one, Robert. And then Jim, Cover your eye. <laughs> Jim Cornette so discovers sorry. the formula of the gangsters and PG-13 feuding with the Rock and Roll Express. So basically now it's like your Uncle Ron, who hates him, is fighting him in the ring. Oh, Put yes. down your hard-earned money because these guys are going to get what you think they deserve. I want to be there for the booking meeting with Jamie Dundee and Ricky Morton no. and Robert Gibson. <laughs> no impressions. All right, here's what we do. Oh, no. <laughs> we just do pills. <laughs> that went the best way it could if you ever see the Jamie Dundee interview. Jamie, why are you eating a battery? It's electric. <laughs> but 96, 97, they go back to WCW. They're basically job guys. They do beat high voltage. Um, but they're job guys, that's and that's me. exactly what they should do. No, high voltage is the best. It's me. High voltage is the ultimate... 1985 babyface, but they tried it in the late 90s where it was like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. <laughs> it was like, their gimmick was that they were lightning bolts. Come on! Oh, yo, yeah, 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 yeah. Yolo, yolo. They go to the WWF in 1998 as part of that 
I just want to bring up the Smoky Mountain Wrestling uh, one-match crossover, where's the Heavenly Bodies with the Rock and Roll Express, where you get a glimpse of what it would have been like if you had Southern Wrestling in the WWE, because you hear a crowd that is like on one of the most lackluster pay-per-views, and then they have the Rock and Roll Express really trying to fucking get a job with the WWE, and they pull out all the stops. It's a real, it's a real game change. But the problem is, is the the crowd is so confused. They don't know what to do with it. They clearly try and do that again at Unforgiven 1998 when it's the new Midnight Express, Bodacious Bob and Bombastic Bart versus the Rock and Roll Express. Here's a couple of problems. They use the rockers music. What the fuck are you doing? Also, they come out in these weird leather jackets that make me very uncomfortable. And the match is weird. And Jim Cornette even looks embarrassed to be with his favorite tag team. Well, that's the problem is, is that they do the Midnight Express. Yeah. Just because you say this Midnight... It's Bart Gunn and Bob Holly. Yeah. Like, these are not... The, the key to those matches were... I don't know why they just didn't go with Camp Cornette. Just call them Camp Cornette. They're managed by Jim Cornette. No idea. Or just have two good workers. Yeah. Like, and at this point, what? It's 1998. You're now... How long have they been wrestling? 20 years? Yeah. And they don't look... They look like they've been wrestling 20 years. Oh, yeah. Chris Jericho looks amazing for his age. Chris Jericho's fantastic. Also, I because ran into Alex Wood, you traitor. Breaking my plan of watching Wrestle Kingdom later. Oh, what? Seven years later? Six... Seven days, yes. I guess, I guess I'll watch it by myself, like a loser in a bridgehead in Ottawa. <laughs> yes, you will. For shame. Can't wait to go to the bridgehead to watch wrestling. Pardon <laughs> me, artisanal coffee maker. I have to watch. Ca- Are you wearing a Bullet Club shirt? Yes. <laughs> it's a tattoo. I'm shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> so the in the in the greatest thing of all time, 2003. We can peek here because they've been doing independence for a long time. They're, they're still, still doing, doing independence. They're still doing independence. They're, they're they not got, sad. They probably oh they had. No, a I'm couple saying of, you think they're sad. They are not sad. No, no, no. They've really? gotten happy again because they got grandkids. They're doing a training school. Yeah. The whole idea of shoot interviews has given them a renewed idea of that they have an identity again. I yep. think truly not to be sentimental, Sally's, because we need to wrap up this episode because Dylan's got to go to work and earn those fucking greenbacks. Oh, two of them. Um. Is that they didn't feel like they got the respect for having the influence they know they gave yeah. to wrestling. They now are aware of that. That they they were incredibly influential. They were important. They get the respect that they do deserve and they're happy about it. That said, does provide some pretty great shoot interview fodder. Including a time when Ricky Morton pops on a gray sweater and goes after Kevin Nash. Oh, yes please. After I say this, I want to know exactly what happened there. 2003. All right, I got two things to say. All right, well, the first one is... I wish Rock and Roll... Are the Rock and Roll Express the anti-Brock Lesnar then? Because they put so much in status. Like, they put so much worth in their own status. What I mean by that is... Brock Lesnar... Yes, yeah, so I ...wants know. money, doesn't give a shit. Like, I was imagining, what if the Bungie screw Screwjob happened to Brock Lesnar? It wouldn't have mattered. Brock Lesnar would be like, how much money? All right, who beats me? Four girls. All right. How right. old are they? A combined age of three. Yeah. Good. A tickle fight. I get beaten by four babies. Great. Fine. I'm going to go back to the woods where I don't have a phone. Exactly. Whereas the whole reason they don't leave for WWF is- They're st- on top. And the whole reason Ricky Morton never has a big fucking solo career They're is- They're a tag team. Exactly. You are And a they hun- care so much about what other people 100%, think. 100%. They are the anti-Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And if they didn't care what other people think, then- Oddly, they'd be a lot sadder now. They are the anti Brock like Lesnar in the point that even now they've never banged someone as old as Sable. <laughs> 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 I wish we could just end on that. I do. Uh, what was the what was the Kevin Nash thing? 
He just goes up and go, Kevin Nasher. I'm still worried. I don't got no money. Kevin Nash got money. I don't like Kevin Nash. Just basically say, if I see Kevin Nash, I will beat. It'll be trouble. I'll lose a fight to him real yeah. sad like. It's basically a sad man who's bitter and is upset that Kevin Nash has made a lot more money than him because he knows he's a better wrestler, quote unquote, than Kevin Nash. Oh, he's better at his job. 100% better than Kev- Kevin. Uh, Ricky Morton, for all his ills, has never been like, instead of wrestling, I'm just not going to. But it's what not that. I mean, this is more, guys, huddle close next to the podcastery that I'm sure your whole family is listening to right now. Do you have to go and be on stage? No, they're just literally playing the same song over and over. Sorry, again. we're in a comedy club and they just started I have playing 17 the interview. Seventeen minutes. Great. Uh, oh, good. I got really panicked. Yeah. Ah! Good evening. Welcome to Yaki X. And then you got to run him. Um, <laughs> so, Kevin Nash put his energy into talking to the people who run the company and Absolutely. convincing them he's good, and Ricky they Mo- fucked twelve-year-olds. <laughs> that's what that. But that's what it is. It's it's hundred percent that they live, or maybe not twelve-year-olds. I'm assuming just ugly people <laughs> on the outside and inside. So to you, a 12-year-old. <laughs> yes. 12-year-olds are ugly, <laughs> all of them. Yeah. Until you're mature, you're gross. Exactly. Until you're legal, I don't view you as a person. And if you're a woman, you don't view them as a person either, not unlike me. Yep. Say it with me, John. Fridges. I like women. Four. Come. <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. Anyway, uh, will you store that for me? <laughs> And that cost me money. I can't you know? believe I agree, I agree with everything it's you're like saying. It's like a fridge you gotta feed. I can't, <laughs> believe I can't believe that politically and socially I agree with everything. <laughs> so I don't like it, but he's right. They get the vindication, though. They are they are put into the WWE Hall of Fame. A but lot of people thought Jim Cornette was going to shoot on the WWE. No. No, it's his two. It's the two people he loves the most, almost in wrestling. It's the two people he helped make the career that they made the career for each other. Unless they inter- let him induct Buddy Rogers, yeah, would have. Unless not. they brought Jim Cornette to induct Triple H, that's you're <laughs> not gonna get. And it's like, what the fuck? It's also Jim Cornette knows that he's now going to get paid. Why do you think Jim Cornette has suddenly said, "Oh, I'm no longer going to be managing in the Indies"? He secretly signed a Legends deal. He's going in the Hall of Fame this year, everybody. Of course, they have like eight people left. Who yeah, the like, people who like are just got fat instead of look like s- fucking a skeleton themselves. They're like they're there's like seven of them. Like if you understand, like Kurt Angle. Yeah, Kurt Angle. Who they were like, get out, you're a drug addict. And he was like, I also don't have a neck. Don't forget about that. Pardon me, I couldn't hear you saying I was a drug addict. I'm stalking the entire female cast to tough enough in a car. (laughs) So I can't hear your little drug addict thing. Ooh, I don't listen to enablers. I don't know what words are anymore. (laughs) Um, So what's your favorite thing about the Rock and Roll Express? In-ring ability, so unique. And I've never seen... uh, My favorite thing, the best thing about them... I've never seen a baby face moreover in my fucking life. Yeah. I mean, the best thing about them is they, for what we know as tag team wrestling, tag team baby face wrestling, they are it. They wore matching shit. They had their own you, theme song. Ladies and gentlemen, they had their own finishing move. We all know how I feel. If tag teams do not match, even factions don't match, big problem. Don't like it. D- I don't care Pick for a color it. scheme, at least. Thank you. As a man who likes to get up. And I like... I really love that as a because Ric Flair wooed, but uh, but Ricky Morton had a bit of a and like if he would have stayed around in mainstream wrestling a bit longer instead of essentially like 
for what we know as mainstream wrestling from 1990 on, the globalization ooh, of wrestling. Take Alex that, Jones. libtards. Yeah. Um, of wrestling, he was never around doing his fucking hilarious promos. Globalist. <laughs> Whereas Ric Flair was, so the woo got off the ground to his second generation. Absolutely. But he would have been... And then Robert, uh, and then uh, Morton just standing there going, Do you guys want to buy some used socks? <laughs> All right, Dylan, worst thing about the Rock and Roll Express? Worst thing about the Rock and Roll Express? Uh, I guess kind of that they couldn't see the forest through the trees. Like, they didn't know they, didn't know they could do different things. They really got, both of them, clearly loved 1986 and they wanted every year to be 1986 that's all pretty good and time changes and they didn't all great points mine is that they definitely fucked preteens. Mm. no they didn't yeah they did that's bad i'm switching it to i think they just the thing about the thrill seekers that made me realize oh i don't think no i don't think they actually fucked i don't them. think they actually like went too weird but i will say that there's definitely a ton of stories that they know both these guys are sensitive. That's the other thing. I think these guys are super sensitive, but everyone really looks up to them because they were so influential. And there's 180 stories. Like Bill Watts, uh, if Bill Watts knew what a podcast was, he'd be like, he honest, honest to God, honest to God, it was a goat. They thought it was a woman. He, they fucked a goat. <laughs> yeah. And then they bragged about it to me. And I said, that's a goat. That's, I, that's, that's a goat. That's the goat I fucked. <laughs> that's, your, that's, that's my, my fuck goat. <laughs> that's, my, that's my fuck goat. <laughs> you find your own fuck goat. <laughs> Why do you think the fucking goat was at the arena so I could fuck it? Half of the females, and I do say females because they were not women, <laughs> that those guys had sex with 1987, <laughs> were legitimate farm animals. A rooster. How do two men fuck one rooster? How do you catch a goddamn chicken in the first place and long think- enough to LD it? <laughs> That means long dick. They Finally. thought it was a girl. <laughs> they both said, we fucked Marjorie. I don't know who told them to change. It's called Marjorie. Just because you get drunk with something to name it doesn't mean it's a woman. That's, that's in the cowboy and the cross. Yeah. You can catch it on Amazon. Yeah. Not, not the website. I've hidden various copies in the rainforest. You buy a digital copy, I show up to your house, I take a beer out of your fridge, and I tell you the book. <laughs> That's the closest I get. Yeah, the, di- the digital copy is Bill Watts. That's <laughs> Bill Watts asking where your beer is. <laughs> Corona. No book for you, sir. Bye bye. Corona. I was looking. I said beer, not water, pussy. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, for the wrestler review. That's Dylan God. I'm oh, here's one thing we got to announce. Buy John's album. Oh, buy my album on iTunes. It's called Art. John Hastings Art. Also, I will be in Australia from February. Good eye, bye. So, ladies and gentlemen, I know you were thinking, oh, we've really enjoyed the high quality audio of the wrestler review. Well, that ends in one month. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'll be headlining uh, Yuck Yucks in T dot Ronto at the end at the start of February. Oh my god, I'll be uh, headlining January seventeenth through the twenty first. Dylan got for sure to be on one of those shows. If you're listening in Canada, come down and yell shut up your fat at me while I'm performing. Crying bitch boys. Bye bye. Bye bye. That chant can mean only one thing. Here they are, Rocket Rolex Run. We love you too, baby. Let me tell you what it's all about. But you know, Tony, we had to experience to watch one of the most horrifying things that I've ever seen in professional wrestling. I'm talking about an incident with Ronnie Garvin 
where Jimmy Cornette stooped so low, so low that he couldn't take it no more that he threw fire in Ronnie Garvin's face. But you know what you did, Jimmy Cornette? You threw fire in a man's face, brother, to stop him from making a living, to stop him from feeding his family. But you see, things turn around a bit later because you come to find out Jimmy Garvin was there. Jimmy Garvin and Ronnie Garvin, like this right here, brother, let me tell you one thing. Blood, blood is a lot thicker than water, Jack. And your day is going to come, Jimmy Cornette, because I'll tell you anything. If the Garvins ever need the Rock and Roll Express, baby, we stand right there beside you, and we'll run them all the way back to Louisville, Kentucky. And then again, let's talk about this tag team tournament that's coming up. For $1 million, the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup in Baltimore, Maryland. Now you get all these tag teams coming out here telling them about how bad they are and all the things they can do. But you see, and everybody else has known before, that the Rock and Roll Express, baby, can turn poison ivy into a bread big rose bush, Jack. And that's exactly what's going to happen, baby, because we're coming there to mean business. And now, my favorite time of all is to talk about the NWA World Tag Team Belts that I think rightly belong to us. But Raging Bull and Rick Rude have got them around their waist with that Paul Jones. Because you see, every time we wrestle these guys or girls or whatever you want to call them, they always got some kind of interference. They're running, Tony, or there's Paul Jones come coming right in. But let me tell you one thing, guys. One of the most dangerous matches and one of the best matches to have a little guts in is to stick a cage right around that ring. Now, if you get it, guys, we don't care. Sign that match anywhere in the world. Because the Rock and Roll Express is the best. There's only one R and R right here, baby. And it is the Rock and Roll Express. And we love you.